Welcome to Media Update, podcast number four, hours awaited the launch of Morningstar Descent to Dead Rock. Invited guest today, Andras Hashtalos. hours away from releasing Morningstar to send to that track, while we're still preparing and checking that everything is on schedule before the launch, we managed to sit down with one of the developers for the game. Andras Tastalos of Red Herring Studios is here with us. He did the art, programming and co-wrote the dialogues. We discussed the game's creation process and how it went from a free flash game to a fully fledged PC game. As we work on the publishing team, we have got so many assets to work through. I have got to say, it is rather humbling to be part of this big next step for Red Heron Labs. They have had quite a small participation in communities like Newgrounds, Congregate, and, and many others in which they have had about three games from which they are known for. The very first game they ever got to do together was the original Morningstar. Back then, it was around, I think, 2009, the game had no voice actors, had minimal 3D work done, and had a different soundtrack at the time. Yet, the story on its own has been praised by the community. Morningstar has been their most popular and best user vote game thus far in all web browser platforms. There is also another game from, I think it's 2010. This is the story of Dr. Heather Montrose, who, while in Africa, she must discover the secrets of Heatherdale. It's a rather interesting point-and-click adventure. And then, my second favorite besides Morningstar, it is called Nocran Space. This is a top-down shooter released back, I think, in 2013. There is not much of a story for this one, but the idea is that you must defend your planet from an army force trying to take over. It's a really addictive game, I must say. Wait, they did a shmup? I love those games. I always get addicted to games like R-Type, Gradius, Musha. I even get addicted to Galaga. More importantly, that African team point-click adventure sounds pretty unique. Hopefully they'll get to remake it with the same level of polish. Yeah, the game is really good. <laughs> I feel like I must explain my big fascination with this kind of indies. Um, I love browser games, and I'm mostly mobile games as well. In fact, I'm a big fan of Battle Swim games, and they have got the best online free games there are over there. Also, it explains my undying love for Newgrounds. I have been a lurker for so many years of that community. Newgrounds, to me, it's a platform that holds so many indies to express themselves in a way that you have no idea you get to find crazy talents such as Red Herring Labs and Megadev, Juicy Beast, and, well, many other talented people. I think we're very happy to have that sort of passionate developer, Johnny Phoenix, to release a full-fledged PC game. I mean, I'm excited for all the extra stuff that was added to Morningstar Descent to Deadrock. The new version features remastered graphics in 1080p, new HD cutscenes, a new soundtrack, voice acting, new locations, new puzzles, the story was extended, I mean, it's a lot of new additions. Yeah, it sure looks a lot better than the original one. I'm really wishing the team nothing but a great launch day. And in the meantime, let us miss Andrash.
So today with us we have got Andras Astelos, developer of Morningstar, the Sun to Dead Rock. Only hours away from the release, we managed to kidnap briefly the main game creator. So welcome, Andras. Hey guys, nice to be here. Let's get started with the background of the team. You are the game designer, right? Also the writer and artist for the game. I've had a little help with the game, and the writer is Peter Kurdi, a friend of mine. But as you mentioned, I, I did all the art, the programming, and uh, I wrote most of the dialogues. So how many people is in the project? How many people are part of the team? Three people participated in the making of this version of the game. I took the original text and the original writing that was in the original game, which is made by Peter Kurdi. And then yeah. I had another friend of mine, Zoltan Batki, who is one of the best singer-songwriters of Hungary. And he was kind enough to help me out uh, with the music. I think there's about almost half an hour worth of new music in this version. I noticed the original Morningstar was in 2D, but the Sin to Dead Rock uses 3D images. What motivated this change? Was it difficult to achieve? Well, actually, the original is in 3D as well. It's just uh, made to look 2D in the post-production. Oh. And the reason for that, well, uh, yeah, the reason for, for that originally was out of necessity. To, to, I was just cheating a little bit because uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I had very little time to do the game game's artwork back then, and I needed to find a way that. I was so I was able to put some finishing touches on the art so uh, I can get away with as little modeling as possible and then in return have the game look good. So what I did was basically all the environments in 3D with uh, basic texturing and lighting and then took all of it into Photoshop and then just uh, messed around with the filters and different layers and, and uh, made it look like it was kind of 2D. There was a cartoon pass that came out of the renderer uh, with only the edges. It took some Photoshop work, but, you know, I made it look somewhat good, I think. But then... No, uh, yeah, the, when, the, uh, the original game looks really good. Actually, the remaster just brings a lot of the most beautiful qualities of the game into this new rendition of the game. Well, thank you. Actually, as I mentioned, it was done out of necessity, plus uh, the restrictions of the platform, because uh, back then, you know, that was uh, released on, on the Flash platform. And the original resolution of the game was 800 by 600, which, which in fact is a bit higher than most uh, Flash games tend to be. Yes, uh, for sure. As far as I know, Flash games, yeah. That's how I was able to get away with it, so to say. Let's talk a little bit now about the story. How, in your own words, will you describe the story of Morningstar? Well, it's, it's a basic survival story. It's um, a bit like desert island uh, in space or being stranded on an uninhabited island, but we took this trope into space, in, into a sci-fi environment. Again, <laughs> I'm going to use this phrase a lot in this interview, I guess, but uh, this was all, uh, also done out of necessity. So we kind of discussed a few options on what kind of game to go with, and then after we agreed on basically the main setting, which would be Lonely Planet and then crashing on it, and, and then the actual task being getting off the planet. Personally, I've always been a fan of minimalistic storytelling because it leaves a lot to the player imagination. So as I was playing, I, I didn't know what was going on. I was actually feeling a bit of fear because I had li so little information that my mind had to fill the gaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes they say less is more, and um, that's for sure. Seemed, Completely agree. Yeah, and it seems it worked this time because uh, 
Most players of the original game had no complaints about not being enough story in the game or anything anything like that. Nevertheless, as, as we progressed, because the first task was to do the, the actual puzzles and come up with the levels and just do a very basic uh, version of the game with no graphics, only stick figures and boxes and, and stuff. <laughs> and afterwards, it looked really stupid, but it worked. The main... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the point was to get it working uh, and to be able to play the game. And after, I think the thing that uh, we, we, you got to accomplish uh, through the game was having to make the gamer become immersed into the whole experience, which is something I can actually appreciate, especially from a sci-fi story. Well, I'm glad we achieved that. Many of the things that you see are because we had little time and little resources, resources available. Yeah, yeah. Without wanting to give too much away, as I got further and further into the game, I felt like I was constantly being watched, as the game has all these statues placed around the planet that you don't know who they are, what they are. And as such, I felt that someone was constantly spying on Powell. How did you want to convey that feeling of fear of impending doom? Uh, this was actually one of the conscious choices that we made. Uh, Peter came up with uh, the backstory of what these uh, stone heads on the planet are and what their purpose is. We just scattered them throughout the levels, throughout the scenes to have them there, just sort of looking at the player and not really doing anything but looming there, watching. One question. What are the team's expectations now with this one game? I mean, coming from a web browser experience now into a full PC game. I hope uh, people are going to like it or perhaps make further games with different stories. Uh, the game's been in development for a long time, so I'm quite exhausted <laughs> by the process. So <laughs> How long ago? <laughs> uh, the remake, this re-release, I started developing it uh, early 2013, and it went uh, on and off. Sometimes when money ran out, I needed to take uh, on contractual work. But when I, whenever I had the time, I went back and continued development. So I'm not sure how many man hours are in there, but uh, a lot. So you mentioned that you might create a sequel. Are there any plans for a sequel to Morningstar where you can learn more about Dead Rock's uh, mysteries? Uh, yeah, after the game came out on, on the Flash uh, platform, uh, we actually talked about it a lot uh, and then uh, came up with a, a pretty detailed backstory of uh, what happens afterwards and outlines for possible sequels. So we, we have a plan so hopefully Captain Novak will be a little nicer this time. <laughs> uh, let's hope, yeah, maybe. Well, last question. Uh, what is your favorite science fiction story? It could be from a book, a movie, or even another game. Well, I think the best science fiction book ever written is Dune. Oh, you're Ooh. one of mine. You're one of mine. I love that. I love that book. By yeah. Frank Herbert. But uh, there's another book by Alfred Bester called... The Star's My Destination, which is, I think, on par with, uh, with Dune in many respects. Movies like Alien, Aliens, That's Star Wars. What inspired you to create a sci-fi game? I mean, instead of having, let's say, a horror game or any kind of other topic. When Peter, the writer, and I first met and we discussed uh, about what kind of games uh, to make, we laid out a few ideas and then just talked about which of these ideas would work for the both of us and which would be the most comfortable 
for the both uh, both of us. And then we went with the sci-fi story. But out of those ideas, actually, two others were made after we did Morningstar because we made two other adventure games on the Flash platform out of those stories. All right. I am actually See. glad you, you mentioned Dune because as, <laughs> as I was playing Morningstar, it reminded me a lot of the original uh, Dune game for MS-DOS. I don't know if you've played it by Cryo Interactive. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember, yeah. It, was... it, uh, it felt similar in many ways, and seeing as how I love both the book and the game, it was a game for me, basically. I played it from beginning to end in a straight up. I, I didn't, didn't stop, I skipped lunch, I just couldn't stop until I finished the game. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, thanks. Is there anything you would like to say? Anything you would like to add, Andres? Thanks to Phoenix Online for all their support. I'm really glad that I went with them. They've been very helpful in this process because I was really scared to move into the downloadable arena, but they did a wonderful job of helping me. And thanks to all the people who helped me uh, here in Hungary uh, to make the game possible. But do you know the game, it's really good. I mean, I got to play it as well. And one of the feelings that I got to, to experience throughout it is, is the feeling of becoming part of the game, which is something that I don't think it, it comes easily with any kind of development. Usually the gamer becomes some sort of an expectator that partakes into some sort of the story. But this maybe is the first person experience into the sci-fi story that allows you to become the story. So it's kind of a different feeling for it. It's a really good production. It was beautifully done and hopefully people will get to appreciate it as it should. Thank you for being here and thank you for spending time. Thank you guys. Revising the world of science fiction, I must admit that I have seen more movies rather than playing games in this genre. Oh, I've played a ton of sci-fi games. In fact, my first Game Boy game was Star Trek The Next Generation. And I actually didn't like it that much, but we'll ignore that part. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of difficult and I didn't really speak English at the time, so... That didn't work out too Oh, those learning steps. I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of that... Morningstar reminds me a lot of the first Dune game for the PC. It was a mix of adventure with bits of strategy thrown in. I loved exploring that vast desert world, very similar to Morningstar. It was even in a first-person perspective. And Dune is one of the games that actually taught me English. Oh, really? Yes, I uh, that, that for me was back in Sierra Days, actually. That helped me grow oh, up. I'm a little younger than that. <laughs> The last games I remember playing before Morningstar, I think, uh, were Julia Among the Stars. That's another beautiful remake from the original by CBE Software. I was actually quite thankful that I got the opportunity to work with them. Besides that, got to play Ring Runner and Steel Storm, Burning Retribution. Both of these games also via work. I got to play them and talk about them for the Gaming in the Outlook. A big shout out and much love for all my tech gaming family over there. None of this podcast business will have ever been possible without their support, and, and that's for sure. I mean, 
thing. Plus, Indie Outlook is a very special thing for me because I get to explore so much more outside on publishing world. I'm really glad for the awesome support that Media Update has received so far. From Tech Gaming helping us with the tools to create our first episode. Oh yeah. Serena, who was with us on our last episode and wrote so many of Phoenix's entries on Morningstar. And of course there was Phil Inks, he was with us with two episodes, was extremely supportive and helped us create an episode with the Supreme League of Patriots voice cast. And Purple love! Exactly. <laughs> and today we got Ambrus on the show, that was awesome. Big thanks again to Red here and Lars for trusting us in this next step for the studio. And please don't forget to check out Morningstar Descent to Death Rock. Launch is only hours away. The game will be available on Steam, Humble Store, Phoenix Online Store, and for whatever else, you can always contact us via social media. That's right, we're always on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. We'd even be on Friends if we could still use that. <laughs> thank God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're everywhere, we never sleep, we live on the internet, and we're probably not even human. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. As I said, Morningstar is only a few hours away, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Bye! Bye!